Gentlemen, I have a plan. Fortunately, we have a plan. I have part of a plan. Mike Sterling, what's the plan? Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Welcome to another episode of What's the Plan? It is episode number five because I accidentally lost episode four. So the episode that says episode five is actually episode four. So this is the real episode five. And as always, I'm your host, Kyle George. And with me is your co-host, Shane Westwood. As we sit down and ask each other, what's that plan? Just like Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> What's that <The> plan? <laughs> Might get a copyright strike. Um, all right, so I've got a couple different directions we're going to go today. I'm going to get to both of these topics, but I thought I'd give you an opportunity today to have some say in what the plan is. Shaking it up. Would you like to hear, or talk about, I guess, which of these two topics first? I have a follow-up to a previous episode, episode one, actually where we discussed some hygiene issues. Okay. So I have a follow-up to that. Or I have trauma- traumatic playground equipment that you experience as a child. Uh, let's do the first one. All right, so, so call back it up. to hygiene. So episode one of this show, we discussed deodorant. I thought it was one of our actually better conversations we've had in the whole show which might be a low bar, but I really liked it. I thought it was very entertaining and also informative for our listeners. I talked about the difficulty finding a good deodorant, right? Mm -hmm. So I talked about how I use the spray on and it just doesn't work. You have to apply it multiple times throughout the day. The gel deodorant, that's like the clear coat liquid one, gives me a rash, um, my sensitive baby skin. And... Uh The powdered ones I didn't like because it leaves, like, white deodorant stains on clothes, especially, like, black t-shirts, right? Dude, that's the worst, man. It's the struggle, but that's the only one that And it creates, like, little cakes in your armpit, too? Yep. It's terrible. So, it's been an ongoing issue. I'm ashamed to say I am now 29 years old, and I still haven't figured this out, right? I've tried multiple different options. I have not figured out how to use deodorant. <laughs> well, that is a problem. <laughs> so I have found, and this is not a sponsor for the podcast, but this may sound like one. Dude wipes? What I see, <laughs> no, <laughs> as the most perfect deodorant ever created, and that is Harry's deodorant. Okay. So if you know, like, the Harry's razor brand. Yeah, yeah. It's the same people. This is the greatest product I've ever found. It's the white powder deodorant, which is the only kind that actually works for me. I'm not sweating, and it doesn't leave stains. And maybe you're out there, and you're a much more well-adjusted adult than me, and you've had the deodorant thing figured out for a long time, and this isn't big news to you. To me, as somebody who's been struggling with this for my entire life, it is a miracle that I found a deodorant that doesn't have any of those issues and that works and that smells good. So I would highly recommend it, and I am stoked. How many? Di- how 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 long have you used it? 
I've almost done with the first stick. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, like, the first, so like, like three or four now. days of using an antiperspirant, I don't really get that problem. But once you get to, like, that five-day or more mm-hmm. stretch, that's when it starts getting caked on and it leaves your armpits all dry and then it right. also stains. So that's cool. Um, no, none of those issues. I've been using it for a long time. I keep <clears> the deodorant stick in my gym bag and it's cold temperatures. So I was like, some of them freeze and then they thaw out and then don't apply as well or they crumble or whatever. Like all the issues that I've seen with the other other deodorants, I haven't had any of those. It's been incredible. And uh, really, it's a life changing experience hmm. with all the things going on in my life to have one more thing I don't have to think about throughout the day, which is how's my deodorant holding up? How's it's the, been amazing. How's the uh, strength of the scent? Does it? It's not like a strong cologne, like a scented one, okay. but you don't smell anything negative, which to me, like okay. having no smell <laughs> yeah. is perfect, you know, because it yep. doesn't need to smell strong. I have like a body spray uh, cologne thing I use sometimes. So if my deodorant can just not smell like anything, that's ideal. There they have know. a few different scents, which you can smell like a mild scent. Uh, but to me, it's like, the one I got's like stone something. Um, it smells like a rock. <laughs> but it's that's just accurate. Like very, the rocks don't really smell like anything. That's true. So, yeah, and they don't sweat and they don't stink and they're amazing. So and they um, look sharp. Yeah. So it's been truly incredible. Uh, like a reality altering experience, like a spiritual experience. And rocks are always hard. Oh yeah. You know what? No. <laughs> it's been incredible, though. I think I'm going to go buy like three or four more. Um, but I'm just very impressed, especially when like the mainstream ones, like Old Spice, uh, Axe, like ones like that, just haven't worked well. This yep. one kind of feels like a more niche, like one that's harder to find, kind of, or like a newer company. And I've been thoroughly impressed. That's awesome. Would you say that your armpits are now? the hairiest part of your body <laughs> i mean actually i actually shave my armpits not completely but i use so okay. not like razor shave but i use like the clippers do you which drive is... really poorly too <laughs> right once a month i get really depressed you're always uh, <laughs> you're always baking goodies in the kitchen yeah um no i use like the clippers on like a low setting like a manscape setting um, and do my armpits You're with just that dropping too. Dropping brand names left and right here. <laughs> um, but with that, it was more because the deodorant got clumpy and stuff. It made an issue if you have longer armpit hair. Mm. So now it's even less needed. But I still just use. It's just I feel like I can keep better groomed if it's just less hair to deal with. So hmm. yeah, but yeah, amazing deodorant. Super impressed. I, like you said, I was kind of waiting. It almost seemed too good to be true. It's like, all right, let me give this a few weeks before I break the news and announce uh, that I've been fully converted to a new deodorant brand. So, All right, listeners, this is a post-edit, okay? Uh, this co- this edit came weeks after this episode. Shane's arm has fallen off after the use of deodorant <laughs> for four weeks, okay? So this just whole the warning. episode is a... PSA <laughs> to not use Harry's. Too. <laughs> uh, so tell me about because <clears throat> here's the thing is like I as I mean you and I are similarly sized gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very petite. Yes, 
<laughs> I, I, I'm definitely not well over 300 pounds. Okay, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Um, My, starts with a one. <laughs> that's right. Or a three, yeah. <laughs> one, three, thing. what's really the difference? <laughs> um, <I mean. laughs> uh, so what I was going to say is I, I feel, I've always felt like I need stronger scented stuff just because yep. g- in general big men smell more. And... <laughs> right. It's just how it is. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially during the the summer will be the true test. So I'm waiting for that. But, yeah, you're right. So but, so I'm curious, though, because you said that it was. So have you have you done anything that has caused you to, like, sweat a lot d- while wearing that deodorant? Yes. So I've. And how have you to... smelled afterwards? <clears throat> well, like here, just as an example, I just got back from the gym. So I worked all day. I put deodorant on after I showered in the morning. I worked all day, and I went to the gym after. Didn't apply any more deodorant, and I don't smell anything. Wow, it's good for you. Like, actually, like I'm almost concerned at how well it works. Wow. <laughs> so, next question: How do you think it would work in my ass? <laughs> I mean, it's only one way to find out, right? <laughs> Just a big swipe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it'd have to work. Yeah. Well, you're the one with Harry's. So <laughs> that's, that's true. Aptly named Harry's. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, I might have to I, take a little gander next time yep. I see Harry's. Um, I'm, I'd have to look into what stores near me carry Harry's. I think <laughs> not Target Harry carry, <laughs> but carry Harry's. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Target, yeah, I, I know, does. Target. We don't have a Target near us. Cause Walmart might. And then there's Meyer by us. So I'm my bet. My money's going to be a Meyer to have yeah. that maybe. But I'll have to check it out. And I've never used any of their products. So I hadn't either. I hadn't used. I know they were known for the razors. And it was like a subscription yeah. service, which right. I was like, okay, it's kind of a cool idea. But I don't need razors enough or care enough to subscribe to it. It yeah. seemed like kind of a weird model. But if they've got deodorant that's this good, I'm going to look into like aftershave like other things like that because i'm very impressed Mm -hmm. toothpaste yeah (laughs) butt paste rock flavored toothpaste (laughs) hairy condoms oh (laughs) that's uh (laughs) all right um i mean i'd try it that no i wouldn't well speaking of hairy things um one of the topics that i have for you tonight is uh well i guess i'll let you choose but one of the topics is about stuffed animals the other one (laughs) is about benny and the jet Mm. i think the stuffed animals are a better transition here so let's go with that so how weird is taxidermy oh actual (laughs) stuff legitimately okay like think about it okay yeah i get it when you you know you want to have a museum with a, you know, a wildlife, like a preserved Lion. wildlife section where, you mm-hmm. know, like it's an indoor museum. Oh, we're showing the terrain of Africa. And here's a cheetah that a poacher illegally shot and stuffed. And here's this warthog that was illegally shot and stuffed and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, the museum sure. buys it out in the name of education. So it's okay. Yeah. So like, I get 
that sort of because like you are trying to educate people and be like hey look at all these animals that were illegally shot and then stuffed and sell <laughs> sold to us on the black market yeah you're really hitting that point home <laughs> um, <laughs> but w- what really think i think is weird is all of the stuffed animals or parts of stuffed animals that people have in their personal homes okay wait <laughs> real quick are there many parts that you've seen other than just the head of the animal? No, but I left that vague okay. on purpose. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say that was very uh, suggestive. I mean, you could say like it, a I've rabbit's a, foot. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I've uh, got the the back half of a deer I shot. I was <laughs> <laughs> really impressed with the yeah those the cheeks. back half yeah. of that deer. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. So, like, what made you think of this? Is there somebody specifically who, or like, I guess I'm asking this: Is it the number of things that somebody has like it's weird when you go in a house and somebody has 12 deer heads mounted or is it just the concept in general like you think somebody's a weirdo if they do that at all so like deer is the one that i think it has become just culturally acceptable so it's like mm-hmm. that one's not necessarily as weird to me but i feel like there's people that'll have like more rare things that they shot and killed like or beaver or something the, this one like distant relative of mine, I'd been to his house once, and he had like a wall full of fish that he had caught. Yeah, that one's weird to me. Like, I mean, whether I don't know. I mean, even deer, though, to a certain extent, like we we we're cool with deer because it's like culturally acceptable. But if you think about it, especially just the head of a deer, like kind of effed up. Yeah. I decapitated <laughs> an already dead animal. I David mm-hmm. and Goliath this deer. Okay, I killed yep. it. With chopped its head off. Chopped its head off. With its own antler. <laughs> <laughs> and, huh. yeah. Well, you know what's, like, everyone would think it's odd if you had, like, a glass jar with, like, formaldehyde or, like, some liquid, and you had body parts in those, right? Oh, that's what, like, serial killers do. Right. But if you preserve it out in the open air, it's seen as, like, oh, that's cool. You yeah. Know? No. So it's, it's, like, one step removed from that. For real. So, like, Ed Gain, he was a serial killer, and he yeah. had bo- – he had his whole house was made up of furniture and made out of, like, accessories made out of women's body parts. Yeah. What's the difference between that and taxidermy? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. But. And why is, why is it that taxidermy is, like – like, okay, it feels like it's a thriving business still – like, yeah. I feel like there's plenty of taxidermists. And also, how do you become a taxidermist? Is there a license you have to have? Or do you just have to be good so. about cutting things open and stuffing them with stuff? Because in that case, I feel like a serial killer probably is your local taxidermist. Yeah, like, I just have a passion for doing this. It's like, that would raise some red flags immediately to me. <clears throat> yeah. And, like, what what about all the people who... Like like anything else, before you become good at it, I'm sure you're bad at it, right? Like, <laughs> I'd love to see, like, the first ones they did when they were still training. Like, how badly mangled do you think some of these deer were? <laughs> see, I feel like, because yeah. not really anybody stuffs a whole deer, right? Because that's probably real That expensive. would be weird, too, yeah. They stuff- and deer just aren't that impressive to do a whole deer. I feel like people would do, like a whole wolf or a whole bear or something but like i feel like stuffing a head wouldn't be too hard because it's like there's a clear (laughs) there's a clear like 
place where you are stuffing things. Sure. Okay. Whereas if you are stuffing an entire body, okay, presumably <laughs> you're cutting the belly open, I'm guessing. And yeah. also, what do they stuff it with? Is it just like stuffing? Cotton. Right. Like, yeah. Like, they, well, like the eyes, they have to replace with like a glass eye. Right. So I wonder what else they, I don't know. It Dude. might be like Build-A-Bear, which we actually just took my kids to this past weekend, where they like connect it to this tube and like shoot stuffing into it. Dude, how legit would it be if somebody forgot to replace the eyes? <laughs> they and just rot out of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> just like oozing so I'm sure out. it's happened, right? I'm sure. Huh. And then... Okay, so then, like, also Bass Pro Shops, right? You've been to the, yeah. those places? Okay. Have, like, everything possible. Yeah, like... Even ev- people. <laughs> <laughs> right. This was the hunter. <laughs> well, no, and so that's the... So I guess when you... Ta- when there's... Ta- is taxidermy just mummification for animals? Except hmm. that you don't bury them or wrap probably. them? Probably. You just stuff Pretty them? Pretty similar, right? I, yeah, probably. So we should have done that with pharaohs. Think how cool that'd be hmm. to see some actually preserved pharaohs hanging up that would on a be wall. Sweet. <laughs> In a bass pro shop. All all the all the famous figures from history, their heads are cut off and they're stuffed mm. up on a wall. Just like, <laughs> looking out. <laughs> George Washington's up there with his wig on. Like, if what? I'm a person consenting to this, could I be taxidermied when I die? That's a good question. We talked. I bet I there's think, probably laws in place that won't let me do that. Well, we but talked last I episode about be, being an organ donor, and you, so you're already are getting your organs taken out. Yeah, like so I you're would like there. just like neck up. I'd like to be taxidermied and put on a plaque. Yeah, would <laughs> be electric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I hang me over a mantle somewhere. <laughs> when I yeah no see when I die, I would like to be taxidermied, but instead of Instead of just my head, I'd like my whole body, and I'd like to be stretched out like the Leonardo da Vinci medical mm. painting with the like <laughs> the extra arms and stuff. Uh, by extra arm, are you referring to like because <laughs> that is in that painting, and that would be on my <laughs> taxidermy <true>. pose? <laughs> and could you make modifications? Like, I'd like this to be extended. I'd like this to be probably shrunk down another thing and this would actually be something that would be helpful to like my family and people in the future is leave me like leave me extended leave me stuffed my whole body lay me down on like a big stone slab okay Okay. make or make it a circle slab around me okay and again remember leave me extended that's a point of emphasis okay? okay and point it upward and i could be a human sundial and they would always know the time <laughs> it just clicked is what you meant okay. yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be beautiful honestly yeah so now it, hmm. i haven't even told my wife this so now you know that if i if i die sometime soon what my the recording are. of this episode will be part of your last will and my, that's right <laughs> i would also like this episode played at my funeral it's <laughs> <laughs> a fair request yeah uh, well, speaking of funerals, one thing that recently came across my timeline that s- caused less funerals than you would think so looking back, and that is dangerous equipment at parks. Mm-hmm. Some of this I don't think you I see as much anymore. Um, this kind of feels like more 
you know, all the old people say back in my day, we had these or whatever. Like, um, I feel like this was a playground thing of like the nineties and two thousands. There's two specific things, jungle gyms, which are like that upside down or that igloo shaped thing with all the bars that you climb across. Yeah. And secondly is the merry-go-round spinny thing with the handles where you run along the outside and let go and then you just sit in the middle. Do you remember that? Yes, but also one thing I would say I would add to that that's from more like the 70s or 60s is the extremely high, like 50 feet off the ground, like hot, hot, hot metal slides that are that very usually steep. spin in circles too or sometimes they spin oh, in circles. Sometimes they're about. like straight down. Yeah. And the like big metal slides that are usually like on the outside of the playground right. ominously standing there. But they're yeah. they're like legit like fifty feet like you you have to like look yep. up to see where the slide starts. It's like a three story slide. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very narrow, shallow metal t- thing. Like okay. How were there not just dozens of kids dying at playgrounds? Like some well, of the probably stuff because is... in the seventies they were being killed by serial killers. <laughs> which, <laughs> that's true. Which in the seventies they were being sent off to war before they had a chance. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So, like some of this stuff, I remember those jungle gym things, right? Like climbing to the top and just standing on it. How absurd is that now? Like, there's no way I would want my kid to be doing that. Those spinny things, like, as a kid, everything seems more dramatic, right? So I'm sure it wasn't that fast. But the fact that you would just sit on this, like, boiling hot metal yep. sheet and have 20 kids spin this thing as fast as humanly possible, like, kids would just be sliding off, bodies flying everywhere, elbows and knees kicked across. Like, Let these the things are just. The floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, what were the craziest things that we had at playgrounds, and what's something that should be either brought back or modified that you think would be, like, a really entertaining playground feature? Well, I, so we were actually just at a playground today because it was pretty nice out today. and It was. Right? Um, we the, the playground we went to had, like, a safe version of a merry-go-round, sort of. Mm-hmm. So it's and, – and the way they've modified it that I've seen – is instead of somebody from the outside spinning the merry-go-round, yep. they have much like teacup rides in oh, theme hold parks. The ring in the middle. Yeah, somebody who's riding it is actually the one in charge of the spinning. That makes a lot more sense. And so, th- and this one also had four actual like seats for kids hmm. to sit in, and there were like sort of little bars on the side they could kind of hold on to. So you're not just like sitting in the middle with no yep. seat, just yep. sliding around. Yep. Yeah. Now, my daughters wanted to ride it, and neither of them could reach the little bar in the middle the, to turn it. So I still turned it on the outside, but right. I, they were safe because they were holding on to the bars, mm-hmm. you know? Um, That's funny. And yeah. because I'm their father and was managing the speed at which they were going. <laughs> You're not just cranking that thing <laughs> 40 miles an hour. <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> this is a valuable lesson! But I remember that as a kid. Like, you'd get in there, and then the big kids are like, all right, get all the little kids in the middle, and let's all spin this as fast as we can. And kids would go flying off the end of that thing. Yep. Like, they'd land probably six feet off the edge of it, just face-planted in the mulch. And I'm just like, <laughs> looking back, it's just crazy to me. that there Well, that's another thing playgrounds injuries. have changed, too, is they don't, there's not nearly as much mulch. There's a lot more yeah. of, like, synthetic turfs and, like, mm-hmm. one, one terrain I've seen at playgrounds that I really like, actually – is they use recycled, chopped up 
tires. And so oh, I know what you're talking about. Those are really soft too, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bunch of little pieces of rubber. I mean, so for all intents and purposes, it same, serves the same purpose as like an AstroTurf because AstroTurf also has little rubber pellets underneath it. Um, but it's more cost efficient, obviously, than actually getting AstroTurf. So mm-hmm. but either one, like it provides more padding. Because here's the, here's the thing. So when I went to uh, I went to a private school early in my schooling and – I had I got a scar. I want to say it was second grade, and it was I still have it on my leg. You, you kind of have to concentrate, but you can see it. And I remember it, it at the at the time. It was like the worst injury and pain I had felt in my entire life. Okay, <laughs> was at it the from t- like a park. Like yes. That? So, um, you know how parents always yell at their kids to not run up the slide. Mm-hmm. And also not to run down the slide, like just go down the slide. Okay, so yeah, yeah. my friends were running down the slide, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to too. I ran down the slide and fell. Okay, now, mm. here's the thing. So this playground did not have wood chips. It had pebbles everywhere. Oh, I remember those. Like those like pea gravel pebbles. Yep. Yep. Those things were a death trap. And so, <laughs> I so, remember falling like elbows first off of swings directly yep. onto those. So I'm running down down a slide, right? So my me- momentum is at the, the its peak, right? Mm-hmm. And I fall off and somehow I, I hit a rock and it must have been perfectly like the perfect spot on my knee because when I got up and I, I could feel myself bleeding, obviously I looked down and again – I was like second grade, so this is probably exaggerating my mind. But I remember, I remember looking at it and feeling like it was like an actual crater in my leg from this pe- pebble in yeah. my knee. And I remember my friend took me to help help me to get to the nurse's office and everything. And obviously, I lived to tell the tale. But it was <laughs> the the pebble thing. I, I will always have a bad experience with because of that. Yeah, it's just wild. Like. I'm on the fence where it's like, as a parent now, it's like, I don't want to shelter my kids too much. I think kids just get hurt when they're kids and it's fine, whatever. But some of that stuff, I look back on it and it's like, I don't know how that was considered. Like, yeah, just run and play on that metal, you know, like it's basically like, like the metal shell of a building from like, (laughs) you know, 60s Berlin. And it's like, hey, that's a playground. You know, it's just... All it's missing is like cinder blocks and barbed wire. It's, yep. Uh, yeah. An interesting, it's a whole different era, but it's like, it's one of those things, maybe it's a repressed memory, but it's like, <laughs> I almost forgot that that's what playgrounds were like when I was a kid. Cause now everything's, yeah, the, the astro turf kind of stuff, it's plastic and all that. Like I specifically remember playgrounds back then. Everything was rusty. <laughs> Some like, parks now have like. Some parks now have like these giant canopies that they put over yep. everything to help prevent the heat from the sun because so many times park equipment in the dead of July is just mm-hmm. like it's like a beautiful day outside and you know it's like 85 degrees it's not too humid let's go play but the sun is like directly on it and it's unplayable because you're like this is mm-hmm. you are going to get burned playing I remember this. specifically burning the backs of my legs yeah. On swings and slides yep. so many times as a kid. Yep. Yep. But your parents are just like, Haha, yeah, that's okay. Go play, Shane. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've evolved as a society when it comes to playgrounds, I think. 
Well, that's a good thing. There's some things that society, I don't know if we'll ever totally evolve from dramatic family combinations. Um, okay. So this is my Benny and the Jets hint. <clears throat> and this was kind of a viral story going around. Okay. Um, so you might have heard about it. Okay. So this is this is in February of 2022 that this story came out. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not even going to read the headline. I'm just going to start reading the story. Okay. Twins have some unique qualities. In fact, twin siblings even believe they have telepathic abilities with their brother or sister. Hmm. You've heard that, right? Yep. Yeah. Like I can tell when they're in pain or when they're sad right. or whatever. Yep. Because twins have such a special connection that only other sets of twins can truly understand, it isn't rare for sets of twins to wind up dating other sets of twins. I've actually heard this before. Yeah, That's what happened for identical twins Brittany and Brianna, who married identical twins Josh and Jeremy Salyers. The two couples then wound up both having babies within months of one another, and those babies have a very strange distinction. In an Instagram post showing off their adorable sons Jax and jet the twin moms wrote cousins genetic brothers and quaternary twins what so that's what happens when two sets of twins both have okay of course commenters were confused but the science is there since identical twins share the same dna and both Mm -hmm. parents are identical twins genetically the kids are siblings even though they are actually cousins essentially if they took a dna test it would show that they are brothers It's not too surprising either, considering how similar the boys look. So here are are the families. That is creepy. (laughs) Okay, let me just say, I don't know these people. I don't know their lives. Whenever I see this, I immediately think they've definitely couple swapped. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Maybe by mistake. intentionally or unintentionally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Brittany and Brianna met their husbands, where else? A festival for twins in 2017, and six months later. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Are you going to the Twins Festival? Yeah. It's probably in Minnesota. You know, there's a lot of single men out there that probably would enjoy going to a Twins Festival. Oh, yeah. Just just letting letting that be known for anybody single listening. Yeah. Yeah, Um, sure. Six months later, both couples were engaged, and in August of 2018, they had a joint. They probably shared a wedding. Yeah, a joint wedding. Oh, Twins are the worst, dude. But wait, there's more. Okay. So this is from a different article from Insider. When identical twin sisters Brianna and Brittany Dean were teenagers, they hated each other's boyfriends. So often we were in relationships with... This is a quote. So often we were in relationships with singletons who didn't understand our... Singletons? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Who they have a slur for us? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Who didn't understand our twin sister bond, Brianna told Insider. She added so that deep gross. down, she and her sister had an ultimate dream to marry a set of identical twin brothers. I think there was some underlying stress that if one of us got too serious with the singleton guy, then it would ruin this dream we had, which was always our hope, even though others told us it was unrealistic, Brittany told Insider. So let's break that down for a second. I hate these people immediately. (laughs) So these people, these girls, hated each other's boyfriends 
uh, only on the basis because they weren't twin brothers. Which, I feel bad for every guy they dated. <laughs> it smacks a lot of them being like, you know, like Same jealous. Things. Like, well, she has a boyfriend and I'm jealous about that because he doesn't have a twin. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, right. Normally it's like, hey, does he have a friend? Does he have a twin? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. I feel so then this is another quote. I feel like I'm <laughs> I can't believe it. this is crazy. I feel like I'm Jet's parent and I think my brother feels the same way about Jack's. Oh. Uh, Jer- <laughs> this is from the the I fathers, yeah. So Jeremy much. previously told Entertainment Tonight, "We all live together and we are raising the kids together." Oh, they're piping each other. It feels sure. it feels they like they live together. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sister wife. It feels like one yeah. family unit. Not two separate couples with their own babies. It's the four of us with our two babies. Mm. They're, st- they're still working out what their children will call each of them, but have thrown around ideas like daddy and dunkle and mom and oh, aunt no. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Twins dunkle. are probably the most pretentious, <laughs> worst people I've ever met. And not yeah. every twin, but like identical twins who think that the fact that they're twins means they have some kind of superpower it's like that yeah superpower or like we're a different class of people yeah oh you just wouldn't you know? understand because we're twins it's a yeah. twin thing you yeah. wouldn't get it yeah it's like ugh. so if you are a twin and listening to this screw uh, you please share it with your twin so we get more <laughs> oh, listens <okay>. yeah <laughs> that's two, two, yeah, two lessons for the price of one that's right uh so wow. the i will Singletons. send this tens I'll send this Twitter link to you later, but there is a phenomenal, uh, like all the responses on this are awesome. Somebody said like TLC is creaming themselves right now. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it see? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, here's the proposal picture. Do they propose together? Oh, that's gross. (laughs) They're doing the same pose. Well, they're identical. Disgusting dude. It's more because they're all wearing like, the same Have thing. a personality. <laughs> you know it's okay to have your own personalities, likes and dislikes, your own hobbies. You don't have to do every- <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> You don't have to do everything together. I had a set of per- identical twins when I worked at my last job. I was a supervisor on the floor for the night shift, and there was two guys who were identical twins who interviewed together. And so I didn't do oh the interview word. to me, like immediately turned down on the spot. If you interview together, if you interview with a parent or you interview with a twin, <laughs> you're not getting the job, but they got the job and they did everything together. They refused to not take their lunch together. If one of them called off, the other one called off. Oh. I never saw them not next to each other. They would like hold each other at the urinal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just are- like. It's a it's a different breed, man. Maybe they're right. Maybe they are. A, now a I will speak species. for fraternal twins are fine. They're perfect sure. normal people. But I, I always de- thought that's kind of cool. Like you have a yeah somebody who you have a really good connection yeah. with. Maybe they're like a best friend. It's cool to have somebody your own exact age. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, identical this twins. A, this is creepy. It's very weird. I knew these identical twins girls, and from America, they both. Ended up marrying men from Austria. Austria? Austria. That's yeah. like half the population of Austria. <laughs> it's those two men. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's odd. Yeah. No, it's really odd. Like, 
it, it's crazy enough that you both marry like you you're from Midwest America and you both mm-hmm. marry someone international, but and they, like they both also live in Austria now. I wonder if that's like a austrian thing a genetic thing <laughs> like a genetic thing like they actually are predispositioned to like be attracted to all the same things or it's just like a, a it's like nature or nurture right is it because you grew up so close together that you happen to like the same things just out of being the, that close to them i don't know i don't know the more we hang out the more i think we're more alike i mean we both yeah. hate aaron Rodgers with a passion true right we both yep. make yep. have a lot of potty humor True. Yeah. And yeah. So imagine yeah. if we were twins, how much worse it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would. And, I mean, the other way we're twins is that everything that we do is around the same <laughs> time in our. That's actually true. That's, that, that might be creepier than everything when you just read in that article. <laughs> that's right. The fact that we get married, have uh, children, have honeymoons, and buy houses. Spot, basically, buy houses, have kids all at the same times every time, basically. Yep. yep. I guess I can't judge too much then. Yeah. Really, in the end, what we're saying is we're all twins.